Welcome to the Nightmares Podcast, everyone, where we talk about all things horror, movies, TV shows, comics, books, video games, music, whatever. It if it has to do with horror, we talk about it. Uh, fair warning, though, for today. Today's discussion is going to be very spoiler-heavy. Again, because we've never talked about spoilers before. But this conversation is pretty much about spoilers. Again, so. because we've never talked about spoilers before. We get the point, Zach. Mark, what are we talking about? <laughs> we are talking about characters in horror movies that we loved and didn't want to see die. But they died anyway. They did, unfortunately. The, um, uh, thus, why we didn't want to see them die. The, uh, so, uh, yeah, I came up with this idea. I was just pitching around a few ideas. And, uh, and I love Brandon's immediate response to this was like, I know exactly who you're going to pick. And, and he, uh, and he was wrong. The, um, uh, and he ended up picking the, the one he thought I was going to pick. So, <clears throat> but the one I'm really interested in is I'm really interested to hear what Zach has to say about this. Because he doesn't like anybody. I know. So th that's why I'm going to make him go first. Yeah. I mean, usually, usually he's the one that just wants, who sees the movie specifically to see people die. So who did you like that you didn't want to see die? <clears throat> okay. So I... This was fucking tough, because like you said, I just watch movies to watch people die. So, yeah, thinking about it, I chose three characters. One of them's from a movie, but he plays the same actor who also plays in the video game I'm going to talk about. And then the other one is just straight up a video game. So, the actor is Pita Mensha, and he was in Dead Space and Friday the 13th 10, Jason X. Who was he in that? The sergeant. The general guy. Oh, yeah. The guy who gets stabbed in the ribs, he's just like, it's going to take more than that to keep, put me down. Shit, yep, that'll do. <laughs> it's like, I, I know I've seen the movie recently because I got the box set, but I am struggling to remember that. He's the black guy who lives. Oh. <laughs> that is a very oh. small list, unfortunately. <laughs> mid-90s what are you gonna do <laughs> it was not the no mid -90s. wait 2001 i'm sorry 2001 2001 and then dead space was what 2009 oh my god that was hilarious let's see hold up where the <laughs> fuck is dead space 2008 okay um so yeah he was the uh sergeant in uh fucking jason x i just thought he was a funny fucking character like gives no shits and stuff like that the guy who uh you know brought jason aboard he's begging the guy to like you know come on we have to keep him in one piece wait you know I only recall, like, the girl, the guy, and that one android's head living. Okay, well, technically, at the end... So, you are you talking about the guy oh. that actually took Jason down into Earth 2? Yeah. Okay, that guy. Yeah, All last right. second, just... Poof. <laughs> yeah, like, as soon as I was thinking about that, I was like, wait a minute. There were only three survivors. Now, there was that one guy who actually took Jason X down to the atmosphere, and obviously, he would have died himself from that. I mean, we but never see him really die. There's no way he would survive in that. I know, but I'm just saying. Yeah, it, um, it's just that Jason didn't kill him. So it's not. It's not that he survives. That Jason wasn't the one who killed him. Yeah. Either way, I thought he was a fun character in the movie. And then also in Dead Space, you know, he's one of the three guys. He's one of the you know two other people that are on board the ship with you that are actually alive. He's the only one that kind of has like a level head. You know, the chick you're with, she's losing her mind, complaining and. Just, she's really fucking annoying, and then at the end of the game, she betrays you. But Hammond T actually has a level head, and, you know, he's kind of a cool character. And then gets destroyed by a fucking berserker, and it's like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> That's horrible. But, um, yeah, he, uh, he, he was awesome in Jason X. Now, 
The third person is um, Hayden Penetaire in fucking um, Until Dawn, the game. Have any of you played that? No, I've not played I had no idea she was even in a game. Yeah, so Until Dawn is kind of like this interactive movie experiment, you know, kind of like what The Walking Dead was and shit like that, only it's a horror game and stuff like that. Now, <clears throat> when I played this game with a buddy of mine, originally my intention was I am going to make sure all these kids die in the worst way possible. But I don't know. I was just like, you know, Hayden Penetaire's hot and she's actually kind of nice. I'm going to let her live. <laughs> so throughout the game, you know, I'm like trying to kill all these people and everything like that. I'm just making all the wrong decisions. And then, you know, I actually start to like a few people going through here. I'm just like, there's this one guy that I'm like, you know what? He's kind of cool. I'm going to let him live. And then some bitch just fucking goes nuts, locks the door behind me. I'm like, no, open the door. I want him to live. No. And then he fucking does. I'm going to fucking murder you, you dumb broad. God damn it. That, that game just, I, I had a lot of emotions with, but it was, <laughs> it's fun. The uh, I heard good things about that game. Like all the motion capture work was fantastic. Oh, it's beautiful. What was it called again? Until Dawn. <laughs> the, uh... I feel like I've heard of that. But there are a lot of games and movies that have similar titles, so I could be thinking of something else. Yeah, that's else. true. I gotta make you guys do a playthrough of that for the channel one day. It's so a... He's gonna get Brandon to play a video game. <gasps> wow, that that is pretty impressive. That no, isn't I'm gonna get Injustice both... 2 or some kind of pinball simulation. The uh, Yeah, Brandon, there are other games besides pinball. Yeah, Injustice 2. And besides that... They, it's a fun game. They, I, I know, but they, there are other games that do exist. He and they bought are a PlayStation fun. 4 just to play fucking pinball. I'm just like... And Injustice 2. Well, I also bought it with the intention of playing Mortal Kombat 11, but we know how that turned out. Oh, fuck that game. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are the characters who... Like, the only handful of characters I could ever think that I'm like, yeah, I want you to survive. In a horror movie. I'm like, yeah, okay. Or some kind of horror media, because two of your picks were video games. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still. The, uh, so, Brandon, go ahead. All right. Um, so, I guess I'll start with the one that I could have sworn you were going to pick. And that is my 1996 spirit animal. Yes. Randy Meeks from the Scream movies, who was unfortunately killed off in Scream 2. Look, we all knew if Mark picked that, we all would have given him shit for it. Because it's we like, totally oh, look, would have. a Scream movie character he wanted to survive. Gee Willikers, Batman, what a fucking surprise. We didn't see that one coming a mile away. It, Who's next? The girl from The Conjuring? Oh, gee Willikers! Isn't <laughs> this one funny? This one didn't even cross my mind when I was thinking of the list. Mm-hmm. There was either, my, my, my pick that, I, that I'm going to pick was the inspiration for this topic, actually. So, I'm, I no, I, I wasn't even on my mind. Is they, it a Scream Queen's character? Yep. Um, uh, but we'll get to that when we get to that. The um, no, but Randy's a good fucking pick. Yeah, um, he was my favorite character in the first movie because, like I said, he was basically my 1996 spirit animal. Yeah, more or less. Which that should be another podcast to- topic. We each choose our spirit animals from each year. Yes, oh god, <laughs> the um, that would be terrible. Yep. Nobody would listen to it. Yep, um, or everybody would listen to it. The um, yeah, and, and, and Brandon has had a freak out in the middle of the bus biologist like Randy did. If they watched Prime Night, Prom Night, they would save time. <laughs> and with with a copy of Heavyweights in his hand for some reason, I don't know, I don't know why Prom Night got, got Heavyweights. Up. You know, I've actually never seen Prom Night. Um, no, neither have I. Yeah. The, I, just know the I have not seen Prom Night. I have not seen Prom Night Two. I have not seen Prom Night Three. The, uh, and I have I've not seen, seen the remake. The re- I've actually seen the remake. It was on TV once, and I'm like, eh. The uh, <laughs> I'm here. I might as well. Although we've seen Heavyweights more than once. 
Yep. Yeah, that was a. That's that's a. That's great, but that's not a horror movie. They, so <laughs> that movie just does not look entertaining. Oh, dude, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> um, back on topic. Yeah. So yeah, Randy uh, worked at a video store in the first one. Um, do you have that werewolf movie with E.T.'s mom in it? The Howling. <laughs> horror straight ahead. Um, so yeah, it, it's uh, which I never actually worked at a video store either. Um, if it was the 90s, you would. Yeah, I probably would have. I, mean, it's, I, I did work three jobs in high school, though. Wait a uh, second. E.T.'s mom was in The Howling? Yeah. D. Wow. Wallace. Like I said, that movie just sucked. <laughs> I liked it. Um, but yeah, she was also in Cujo. Um, Never saw Cujo. Never. Yeah. Cujo is okay. Eh, not um, a dog person. Like, that, that is a movie that... There are certain differences from the book that if it were, were to be done right... It could be a very good remake. Um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, and the second one, uh, it was during the scene where it's like they're out in the middle of the open. He's with Courtney Cox's character and, I believe, David Arquette as well. Mm-hmm. And they have the killer on the phone and basically they know that the killer can see them. So they're literally just, like, looking at everybody who has a cell phone there, just trying to find who it is. And then Randy's branch trying to just sort of keep him on the line. Fucking love that line. What's your favorite scary movie? Showgirls. Terrifying. Which, I think that's getting a 4K release soon. Oh! The only difference is Brandon's lines. No, wait, he actually liked Spice Girls. Never mind. No, He said Showgirls, not Spice Girls. Yeah, that's why I was saying your line would be Spice Girls, but you actually like the goddamn movie. No, no, his his would be Jeepers Creepers 3. (laughs) It's not a real movie. (laughs) It is. It exists on IMDb. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Look, just because you're a walking IMDb page doesn't mean you can delete history. We already have enough of that problem as it is. Yeah. Would you really have a problem with that part of history being deleted? Look, if you delete all of Disney Star Wars history, I'll allow you to delete Jeepers Creepers 3. Done. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jeepers Creepers 3 no longer exists, ladies and gentlemen. No, it, it does for the sake of every time he, I, I mention it, I love the look that he gives me. Mark, what are you talking about? The uh, fine, move on. So anyway, um, I'll always remember the first time I saw it, I was in high school and I was renting the first three movies through Netflix by mail. Um, and when I got to the second one, I got to that part, I was like, Randy, no! <laughs> uh, like that one really, really stung because I saw a lot of myself in his character. And then you saw yourself die. Yeah. That sucks. The uh, Yeah, that, 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 definitely, that, that definitely sucked. And yeah. I, I think it, led to big fucking problems in the third one with him not you mean like i think it led to the third one being a huge success because that movie was randomly taking a vhs tape that he recorded that was so dumb oh it was it was extremely dumb it was hilarious the video itself was hilarious but the concept behind that whole situation was extremely dumb yeah i would have rather they just leave him yeah leave you know what i love seeing the video because the video is fucking hilarious the, uh, he's like, I regret losing my virginity to Kev- uh, to uh, Karen Kolchak in the back uh, in the porno section of my video. Creepy Karen, shut up. She's really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> we we're putting videos away back in the porno section, and shit happens. I Look. really don't want to talk about Scream Three. <laughs> Why? Because it's a masterpiece that no one will admit, and uh, it's technically in the Jansant Bob universe. It is, which a- makes it that much better. <laughs> it is a fucking disaster. An absolute fucking disaster. What does it say? <laughs> you got that early 2000 special effects of them blowing the fuck up. And they blow up some coke dealer's house in the fucking hills. 
<laughs> the last coke dealer in 2000 with a goddamn fax machine. <laughs> I fucking love that fucking movie. Why is this telegram coming from Colombia? I don't know. It's <laughs> a so dude. This whole like in '96 it was about cell phones, and in the third one that came out several four fucking years later, they used a goddamn fax machine. This whole thing was supposed to be about fucking technology being used against people, and you used a fucking fax machine. Which at that point, even even they were going, it's a little dated. The um, it, it, it fucking truly blows my mind. They were using voice synthesizers to not only disguise the killer's voice, but to make it sound like other people's voices. And they were still using a fucking fax machine in it. God, that fucking movie pisses me off. It makes me so happy. It's so stupid. Oh my god. It only took three movies, but we finally got a good scream. Fuck you, Zach. They've all been good, except that one. No, quite the opposite. That's because you don't un understand satire at all. Yes, I do. Yeah, no, you do not. Anyway, moving on. What else you got, Brendan? Um, <laughs> so now that the spotlight is back over to me now. I had to get that rant out about fucking fax machines. Um, Alright, so my next two... Um, I have one that I've shown Zach that you haven't seen, Mark, so you're going to get spoiled. And then I have one that I've shown you, Mark, but Zach has not seen, so that's going to get spoiled for Zach. Mm. So it's all even and happy. Spoiler alert. Um, all right, so my first one is the movie that I just showed you less than a week ago, mm. and that is Woody in Summer of 84. Hmm. Woody. Um, Woody being his nickname. Yeah. Um, it's the only kill you see in the movie. Yep. And the fact that they wait for that long in the movie to actually show it... I think makes it that more devastating. Yeah. Um, for those of you that don't know what the movie is about, uh, it takes place in the summer of 1984 in an in Indiana suburb, I believe, and where nothing happens, but there's a serial killer who is murdering children, and the main kid believes that the serial killer is his neighbor from across the street who is also a police officer in the town. Mm. And it's him and his friends trying to gather evidence and prove that he is the serial killer. Um, it is a very fun movie, until it isn't anymore. And it gets yeah. super serious in the third act. Yes, indeed. And it works. I love that description. It's a fun movie, until it isn't. It just gets super fucking serious. It really does. Like, holy shit! Like Jojo Rabbit. It's, it's yeah. funny It's funny until it's not. Yeah. It's all lighthearted and fun until it isn't anymore. Yep. Um, yeah, fantastic movie. Uh, and it's the, sh the movie really does a good job at making the kids feel like the kids of that age. Like yeah, yeah. The early teens. Um, they felt like real teenagers, and you like them because of it. And it just goes to show you our level of maturity, because because how oh, they because yeah. how they talk to each other is the same way that we talk to each other. But the big difference yeah. is that those kids are thirteen. We're in our late twenties. <laughs> to be fair, was there much of a difference? <laughs> yes, late twenties. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. So yeah, that that was one that really, and it's like that that can especially because you know because like the movie never really shows you much of any of their personal lives, which one of the points of the movie is. People rarely show you who they really are mm -hmm. behind closed doors. So it really just gives you enough, just a hint at what these kids' home life is. J yeah. Just enough to paint a picture in your mind without overly explaining it. And so 
uh, you get enough of what's going on with him and his mother and basically, um, like she's always working like 14 hour shifts at the hospital and it looks, and they kind of insinuate that she may have an alcohol abuse problem as well. Um, like, you know, like you don't know what, but you know, there's something. Um, and he does go out of his way to help take care of her when she needs it. So it's, uh, he's, even though he's always joking around with his friends and everything, it does show that he is actually a very sweet person on the inside. And so when it's, it's just like such the most unceremonious kill too. Like it is just quick and brutal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I won't go into how it happens cause I do want to leave that a surprise for anybody that's, mm. that's going to see it. Cause it is probably my second favorite movie of 2018. Um, but yeah, it is a very good, very devastating movie, uh, from the same people that made Turbo Kid which I know a lot of people liked. I didn't care for it. Um, And that was actually the reason why I did not see the movie in the theater. Because I didn't like the first movie. Was it a wide release? um, It was like a limited release. It played at the Music Box. They actually had the three directors there for a QA. and a But I was like, eh, Turbo Kid. I didn't really care for Turbo Kid. What was Turbo Kid? Was that that animated one? No. Um, It was like a really small independent movie. That had um, let me. I'll show you the IMDb page here. Yeah, because I, I I feel like I know of it. You know what? I'm probably thinking of fucking Astro Boy or something. This movie. See. Oh, that fucking movie! I wanted to see it, but I never got around to yeah, it. Yeah, I really wanted to see it too, and I, I just I, I it didn't grab me. Like I was very, I felt very uninvolved with Turbo Kid. How was Michael Ironside? Because that, that's one of the main reasons I mean, Michael I Michael Ironside is always going to be... Michael Ironside is reliable. He's yeah. your, No matter how good or bad or okay a movie is, you're always going to get Michael Ironside doing the best he can. Yeah. Um, and, I'm, I, and I really like that they brought him back as Darkseid for the Harley Quinn animated series this past year. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, which he was Darkseid in the, in the Superman animated series in the 90s, and they brought him back for Harley Quinn because you can't replace Michael Ironside as Darkseid. <laughs> Um, you know something hilarious the first time I ever I ever heard him was actually Splinter Cell huh really I, and I just didn't know it was him but yeah so I didn't care for Turbo Kid and that's why I didn't see the movie at Music Box with the Q&A and then when it was then when the movie hit Shudder I was like you know what I'll check it out I can see it for free and I watched it and instant regret <laughs> instant regret I fucking hate it when shit like that happens yeah so if you're one of the three directors of Summer of 84 and you're somehow listening to our podcast, I am so sorry that I did not <laughs> see you guys at the music box. If I could go back in time, that is one of the few things I would fix. Slap him in the face. Fucking go, stupid! <laughs> Brandon, I'm from the future, but you gotta listen to me. There's a movie coming out called Summer of 84. You're gonna see that's playing at the music box at midnight with a Q&A. See it. Why? Just see it. <laughs> he probably wouldn't even believe him. No, he'd probably be super confused. It's like, no, I'm not going to listen to you, but I'm you. So? That's all the more reason. I, ne- I, never, li- I never listen to me. Why would I listen now? <laughs> um, so yeah, very good movie. Um, and then the next one I have is the character Kaylee from Oculus. I still never haven't seen that. And it's the the reason I like her character so much is because she's a character that. So the the backstory of the movie is there's there's a haunted mirror. It's a lot smarter than it sounds. I swear. <laughs> um, 
trailers did not do that movie justice at all. You liked it, right, Zach? I know I showed it I enjoyed it, yeah. yeah. Like, um, I remember when the trailers came out, I'm like, this looks boring as shit. Which is why I just completely avoided it. And, and, and then actually, nobody ever talked about it after a release, well, so I was dude, just... I actually, like, I remember seeing a few reviews for it from, like, uh, Jim Johns and Chris Stuckman, and they were both like, it's fantastic. And I, and I had the same reaction to you. I was like, how the fuck is this good? Yeah, this was before I started watching yeah. uh, and I Jeremy it, Johns. And I think it came out, and I think it came out in like, in like February. Or like right in that season when when movies are typically shit. Yeah. So um, you never knew. I was gonna say at this point. Like you I never found knew. that in like January, February, like big studio movies are pretty crampy, but independent movies that are bought off the festival circuit, you usually can find good some ones, underground though. good ones okay. at that time of year. So it really depends on what the source is. Um, Sometimes they just want to throw movies away that they think will be failures, yeah. and then you know, bam, you get something that's good in a hidden gem, like like um, one of my favorite movies from the two thousands, and also one of Marcus's favorite movies is something called In Bruges with uh, Colin Farrell and Ralph Fiennes. I had heard about it. Fantastic that. movie it was a February release. Oh, okay, yeah, and it was kind of the trailer just made it look all hey hey, and it was like, what is this? And In then I, Bruges, yeah, is that an A twenty four movie? No, sounds like an A twenty four movie. It's made by the same guy that did uh, Seven Psychopaths and um, Three oh. Billboards. Oh. Oh, that freaking movie. Yeah, yeah, I've heard Marcus talk about it plenty of times. Fantastic He movie. loves that director. Fantastic movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that director's three for three so far. Um, yeah, so it's about a haunted mirror, and it's pretty much the backstory of the mirror is all of its owners like end up going crazy and killing their families and everything. Mm. And so what I really like about... Kaylee's character, played by uh, Karen Gillian, who went on to play uh, Nebula in the Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah, yeah. MCU. MCU movies, which she is arguably the most interesting character in the MCU. Um, but anyway, uh, so what happens What when she was a kid, um, her father, her parents bought the mirror, her father went crazy, killed her mother, and basically... Her brother was so traumatized that he was in basically a mental hospital for years. And he's finally being released. And from during all that time, what she has done was she researched the mirror, actually tracked down the mirror, bought the mirror. And pretty much she just looked up like everything that happened to all of its owners down to the T. And basically she pretty much figured out all of the rules for the mirror and that's really what i like about her character is she knows the rules so through her you know the rules as an audience member and so there's so it's like the movie isn't her trying to figure it out it's her trying to outsmart the rules as laid by the mirror nice. and then the mirror in turn is trying to outsmart her so it's literally like a chess game because like the mirror can like play with what you see and everything Interesting. like there's one scene that um like it can mess with your perception of time so she like sets timers for when to eat when to drink um when to check the camera batteries because she has two cameras on the mirror as well um so it's like so she's not like the typical um dumb horror victim it's she is out to prove that this thing is dangerous and she knows the rules going in um so again i won't say how it happens but she does die and because it's like she's a smart character yeah and yet a with all of the efforts put in the mirror just out just still won 
It, it, um, and I'd probably love that. I gotta yeah. check that out. It reminds it, it reminds me from a thematic standpoint of fourteen oh eight, with the you know up John Cusack, and, John Cusack yeah. literally trying like playing chess with with a haunted room. So you know, like, I did not care for fourteen oh eight, but I only saw it once in the theater. I seem to be in the minority, so I, I should give it another chance sometime. I think you should. Um, uh, I I've always particularly liked it. Um, I liked it for what it was. And it and it's far more thriller than it is horror. Um, it's got horror elements with it, but it's mostly very thriller. But it's and it's it feels very Stephen King on on his A game, and it's yeah. based on a Stephen King short story. Yep. Yeah, that was also yep. the same year as The Mist, which I liked The Mist a lot more. Okay, I still haven't seen The Mist. I gotta I gotta check that out. If the you Mist, the one where they're stuck in the um the mall. Uh, store? Yeah, it was more of a grocery store. Okay, yeah, the yeah. grocery store. Yeah, that one was all right. Yeah, um, I like that one. I and mean, when Stephen King says about your ending, I wish I thought about that. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, Oculus highly recommended. Um, and it, it, it it's always sad when you see a character making the smartest decisions and yet they still don't make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I that's mean, also what makes the movie so thrilling because oh, absolutely. it's it's not a dumb she's not a dumb character. She's like. I always like it when there is a character at the forefront who's like, that's exactly what I would have done, or that's something I wish I would have thought of. The, um, I mean... Which is hard to say if that's something that you would have done, because it's like you're sitting on a couch watching a movie in full comfort, so who knows what, what you, you would do done. when the adrenaline's actually going and you're oh. facing something supernatural, so... Everybody can play Money Morning Quarterback when they're watching Yeah, when, when, you, when you're movie. actually watching the movie instead of living it. They well, should have gone for the Hail Mary! Well, you know what, though, but you, I think that part of that is actually the fun of watching horror movies. Yeah, is is you know putting yourself in the character and being like, oh, don't you know? Don't I mean? Even Nev, Nev Campbell said that about about Scream. She said there's there's something really really fun about watching a character say something and then do exactly what they said. Like literally, Nev Campbell was on the phone with the killer and she's like, and he's like, do you like scary movies? Like, no, it's the same thing. It's a big uh, dumb uh, breasted blonde running up the stairs when she should be running out the front door. It's insulting. Literally 30 seconds later, she runs the fuck upstairs. The, um, uh, and, and everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? The, um, uh, so that's part of the fun. Yeah. One thing I learned about Friday the third playing the Friday the 13th game is you learn real quickly who would survive in a horror movie and who wouldn't. The yeah. fact that my win-loss ratio is so fucking high, I'm just, me and my buddy are like, yeah, I feel confident in our chances, but most of these people, it's like, you're fucking stupid. Yeah, well, the average um, average person in a horror movie. Yeah, like that game really built but my confidence. But also the advantage you have in watching a horror movie is you do get the editing of showing like where the killers are sometimes. Well, that's so a good it's point. It's like, you don't have that other point of view in real life. So like I said, play with, the game, you don't know where so the if fuck you, Jason so if is. So if you're running somewhere, you're taking a gamble. The um, no, I hear regardless you. of your decisions, you're taking a gamble in real life. That's why you don't run in the open. You take the bushes. You take the cover. You stay hidden. You don't fucking scream and go. Did you just turn into a turkey there? Yeah, something. I don't know what the hell it was. The uh, I don't know what the I don't know what get down, get down. What are you doing? Alright, put the cookie down. Mark, what are your picks? So I get a I get a few. Randy. Randy, uh, Randy is one of them for sure, but but that's like Randy. at the bottom yeah. list. 
Should we, make, should we make fun of him for choosing oh, dude, the screen? Oh, dude, I didn't even think about that, actually. Lies and slander. Oh, what? I didn't even think about Chad. Um, but I'm going to add him to the list, too, because that was fucking... That was, you know what? Fuck you. That was both of our picks. We were t- <laughs> we were so devastated when Chad died in the Scream Queens. The, uh, um, uh, that was fucking devastating. Rip Chad. Rip Chad. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, just some quick ones, though. There's three ones that are pretty quick, um, but they're pretty obvious. Is... Um, Quinn from Jaws. Um, I did not want to see die, but he did die. That kind of sucked. The first time I ever saw it. Um, Jeremy Renner's character from Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Um, that one really sucked, um, especially when he literally oh, yeah, tried. Right. To, he gets incinerated. He gets incinerated. He's literally trying to save the kids and gets fucking incinerated. It's been a while since I've seen that one. Uh, really, dude. Twenty Eight Weeks Later is actually really, really good. Don't, yeah. I, I don't. I never take away anything from Twenty Eight Days Later. Dude, they're both phenomenal. But, movies. but they're both phenomenal for different reasons. Like. 28 Weeks has far more action, far more stuff. Um, and actually, Jeremy Renner's character is fucking fantastic. He's one of the best snipers in in the military. Yeah. And there's literally a great scene where there's a bunch of people trying to uh, trying to run out of a facility, and they're literally being chased by zombies. And Jeremy Renner's up on top of the building, literally sniping zombies that are about to kill a bunch of people. It's, it's great. And he dies really shitty. And you can feel it, like you feel like you feel that countdown of them about to destroy that area, and you feel all that shit, and you're like, "Fuck." Did I also just like the idea that it's a movie that takes place after the fucking fact? Finally, yeah. It's like nobody ever does that. Nobody ever makes a sequel to be like, "All right, well, the zombies got to die at some point, right?" Because I mean, deterioration and shit. So let's talk about that. And they fucking did. I'm like, "Oh, that's great." Yeah, the um, one would like it more often. The, um, yeah, that was a really, really hard one. And then, um, Whistler from Blade, uh, was really, I mean, obviously ruined by the fucking sequel because he comes back, but in, in Blade, I remember watching that at like 14 and I'm like, fuck, the fucking sucks. The, um, uh, yeah, I was surprised he was, uh, killed off, or he killed himself rather. I was surprised with that as well when yeah. I first saw the movie when I, mean, I was a kid. The, um, <clears throat> uh, I mean, it makes sense. The, um, uh, you know, it, it certainly, you know, it makes sense for that situation, but yeah, I remember it really sucking, especially because of that fact that he actually killed himself. The um, the other one is um, this one's weird um, uh, for me, but it had a huge emotional impact for me. But I, so I can't I can't not mention it, um, even though it needed to happen. It just sucked that it happened. Was the mom from the Final Girls? Um, uh, the um, it had a. It was a really big emotion. It had to happen that way, yeah. and I knew it had to happen that way. It's just something that it, it's it's like it's like there's two things like you know like you know it has to happen, but it just fucking sucks that it happened. Um, uh, it, I'm it was fantastic that she got to say goodbye to her, you know, because um, she didn't get that chance before. But it still fucking sucked. Yeah. The um uh, and and the um it it. It made the movie what it is, and and it really works. And it everything. does, but it's an incre- it had an incredible emotional impact um, on me. Um, you know, when it came to that story, it just it's one of those deaths that, like, you know, it's not even that you, it's tragic. It's it's not even that you don't want it. It's not even so much about you don't want it to happen. It's just that you really just don't want to see it, like, because you, you were so attached to these characters. You're like, fuck, I that's that really sucks. Um, uh, and actually I would probably put that as my number one. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to put a number two that I didn't mention was Chamberlain from, uh, from Scream Queens season two. 
Um, but he's the one that you picked because he's the one that when you picked him is what he made made you think of. Correct, so. correct. Because we had just finished up watching season two, and and just and as soon as he found out that the dad was the killer, like we all we all knew, and he's literally like like literally. This is a series of shitty human beings. Like everyone is awful. Like, who? Um, like everyone, all the all the fucking Chanels, um, Chad, the the fucking um, uh, you know Dean, Mike, they're all terrible. Like even um, even what's her face has her you know has her moments. Um, um, Ch- Chanel or what, what, I always forget her name. The um, uh, she was the um, she was the one who's dating uh, Chamberlain. Um, in season Zayde. Two. Zayde. Even Zayday, you know, has her moments of kind of being overzealous or kind of being a little bit of a, a dick here and there. She's normal. Um, but he's like this just incredibly sweet guy that wants nothing but to make people happy. And and like he's just kind of a guy who got caught up in all this shit. Like he didn't he didn't like wasn't involved in the first season. He wasn't involved in any of the original killings. He wasn't involved in anything. He's literally the only person that I would say in the entire series that it was 100% innocent, like had nothing to do with that. And I think that's what inspired me to do that because it's one of those things that like, you know, it's kind of like in Goodfellas, man, when, when Joe Pesci watches, walks to that fucking, uh, when there's no one in the room and you're like, fuck. Yeah. Oh um, uh, the, uh, it's just one of those moments where the ceiling or the, the floor drops out from running and you go, son of a bitch. He's not walking out of that room. The, um, uh, the, um, and I'm, you know, and it sucks too because I know I'm going to leave this uh, this podcast and think of like 20 more people, but yeah, we always do, always. But the um, but I think that the most important feeling that I've had with those two is that the, the floor dropped out from, from. I think that I'm. You know what? I'm going to put the I'm going to put Chamberlain just a little bit above Final Girls. Final Girls had that that huge emotional impact, but the difference was with Final Girls, I knew it was coming. Like you know we. I think we all knew that that had to happen that way. It had to get run down that way. There's no way in hell that she was leaving with her um, to go back to the future. She does, she's a character in a movie. She doesn't exist. Yep. Like I, I knew it was going to happen that way. It just was one of those things that sucked watching. But Chamberlain was one of those things like, you know, you had no idea until you knew. The um, uh, So, yeah, those were definitely my my picks for them. Uh, it's decided to end on a depressing note. But, <laughs> but um, uh, the, everything, every one of these things, though, are like just because – the, you know, they had these experiences with them. I would never take away watching them because they were fucking fantastic. All of them. All these, the movies I picked, I absolutely love. And the shows I picked, I absolutely love. Um, and I highly, highly recommend them. But, uh, but yeah, the, um, uh, it's, it's really, really nice when a horror as a genre you know, is typically what Zach loves about horror, which is chopping up people and, you know, and going nuts, which it is, it is for sure that, but it's really, really nice when, um, when you have, when you're that invested in a story and you really give a shit about the characters and then you're really fucking disappointed and devastated when they undo eventually die. Cause that's what happens in horror movies. People die. The, um, and it's sometimes the people that you don't want to die. Um, uh, and, but at the end of the day, it, 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 it actually doesn't, it actually makes it better rather than worse. So that's a big thing. The big thing with, with this is, you know, is fall, you know, being attached to characters, um, and not wanting them to die. And then it really fucking sucks when they do. Yeah. I think if you care about the characters, that's the difference between, um, 
a really great story and a movie that's just trying to be a ride. Yeah. The uh, yeah. yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with either one, but it's no. a, a completely different experience when you actually like the characters as opposed to when you're like these. I don't like these people. I just want to see them get hatched to bits. <laughs> Oh my, the, um, uh, yeah, yeah, that's very, very true. And actually, funny enough, like, the, it, I had, I had the same, ex- I had both with watching Scream Queens. <laughs> there were characters in that that I or absolutely wanted to, wanted them to die. And most of the time, they didn't. The, um, it was actually good people that died. <laughs> Scream Queens, all the terrible people lived, which is an allegory for life. Like, you know, like, the good die young, but assholes live forever. The um and Scream Queens is is a the perfect epitome of that the shit. absolute epitome of that. Is that why they canned it after two seasons? Um, if that die young, if oh, oh no, that's... they canned it because people are too busy watching that shitty other show. What is it? American Crap Story. Well, n- nobody watched Scream Queens while it was on except for me. The uh, because nobody wanted to believe me when I said it's great. The uh, yeah, I get it. The um, uh, again, I thought it was just a documentary. The... <laughs> Uh, no, no, it was it's not. Just like, oh, okay, this looks whatever. Dude, I just love your your reaction to watching that show. And you're like, and you're like, I I think I like this show. And you know what? I'm pretty sure I like this show. And then there's several episodes, and then you're like, you know what? I'm a fan of this show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in. I am in. Because because it was like when it was first on, I was like, nobody was watching it. The reviews were just kind of eh. So it, so I, and that was back when I was still reading reviews, like before I would watch something. So I'm just like. So it was like, my brain was like, I'm enjoying this, but everybody's saying it's not good. And then finally I decided to be like, screw other people. I actually like this. Absolutely. It's a fun show. Yeah. It, it was one of those series that I was... Slow I, start, but... It was a slow start, and I think that's probably why some people had some issues with it. But what the, what the fuck series doesn't have somewhat of a slow start? What's, what good story doesn't have a slow, proper start to actually set things up? It's, I, that's so that you can have payoffs book. later. Excellent point. The um, uh, excellent. Like point. if if you already start all the way up here, you have nowhere to go. Exactly. The um, and you're just gonna get exhausted watching it. The, I mean, Supernatural started nice. <laughs> um, well, that's that's neither here nor there. Um, I, the I've boys started it, so. pretty good. Which one? The boys. Yeah. Uh, I, actually, I like season two a lot more than season one. You know what show actually had a really good um, start, and it's actually why I got hooked on the show was um, the Man in the High Castle. Amazon released the first episode free so everybody could watch it. And I'm just like, I need to watch this show because holy shit, that was awesome. All right. Thank you for listening to whatever this episode of the Nightmares <laughs> podcast was. Uh, you can listen to all of our previous episodes wherever podcasts are available. Also, be sure to check us out on all of our social media, including YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and... Slasher. And, of course, if you are checking us out on YouTube, it could be so awesome to stab that like button, smash that subscribe, and click that little dingy bell to be notified every time we drop amazing content right here on MHN. Uh, and, of course, if you are listening to this on Spotify or any other uh, podcasting streaming service, press the follow button so you can also be notified every time we drop a new episode of the Nightmares Podcast. Thank you so much. We will see you later. Bye, guys. <laughs>